baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, Michael's back. Uh-huh, Michael's back. Oh, 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 my goodness. It is so great to have my son join me every Sunday night. We've been doing this for over a decade and have just been having a blast. Welcome back, Michael Battle. How you doing? Thank you so much. I am fantastic. I might weigh five pounds more than I did last time we spoke. <laughs> but, you know, that's the idea. It was Thanksgiving, and I hope everyone put on a couple pounds. Also, I heard there that there might, might be some snow tonight, so we could use the extra pounds to keep us warm. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, okay. Hey, Thanksgiving, first of all, um, here with the Steels, um, we decided to do a brunch. Since Javita and I and Billy had, we um, had um, an engagement to sing at the Dakota that night, and it really Mm -hmm. was so much fun, Michael. We had a great time. But a Thanksgiving brunch was the first time, and and for the first time, we didn't have turkey. We had turkey sausage, but we didn't have turkey. (laughs) And it's like, how in the world do you do Thanksgiving? Without turkey. How? I mean, you did it. But I heard all the food was amazing. And there were, I think someone brought homemade cinnamon rolls, correct? Cinnamon rolls, man. And oh. people could take home like three each. Uh, Luana made those. And they were exceptional. I, I had one and a half. And I should have had that, right? One and a half. All of a sudden, Javita comes over yesterday. There are three of them in there. Those are my three. She handed those to me. <laughs> Put them in the so, refrigerator, you know, man. Gone. You know, Mom, I, I, I just, I wouldn't be a good son if I left you with the burden of having to eat all three of those. So, you know, for you, you can just mail me two and a half of them, and I will uh-huh. take that from you. I will take that on for you. Out they of were love. so good, Michael. They were just so good. So what about you? How was Thanksgiving for you? It was fantastic. I was at my uh, friend Nicole's family's house um, and actually ordered all the food uh, from, from a restaurant here in Los Angeles called Bloodsoes, which is a black-owned barbecue restaurant. And uh, so the food was just delicious. And then there was this corn that came with it that was really, really good. And lo and behold, it wasn't from Bloodsoes. It was from one of the guests at the party. And I was stunned uh, that she made corn that tasted like it was from the same restaurant as Bloodsoes. It was delicious. All the food was great. All the, all the desserts were great. There was lots of joy and laughter. and It, it was a nice, uh, a nice eclectic group of people at Thanksgiving. So it was great. It was low-key. Um, you know, we had good laughs and a good time. And it was just nice, even though I wasn't with my family, it was nice to be with a family. You know, so, so many of us don't get to do that. And I definitely have been here in Los Angeles over the years uh, before, you know, well, in the in-between time between, like, the college or before where I would fly home for Thanksgiving and afterwards where I wouldn't fly, fly home for Thanksgiving and I was always here. There were definitely years where I had no family of any kind to be with for Thanksgiving. So I'm always appreciative when I have um, the ability to be with a family at all on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's really a blessing. Here's the thing that, that concerns me. There's a new variant out. You've already heard about it. Do you know how to pronounce it? Omicron. 
Omicron. And of course, they say it started in South Africa. Why is it always Africa? I don't know what that is. That is the continent. The continent that is, it is huge. I mean, what, 54 to 58 place. countries on one continent? Uh, you know, yeah. we have three. We have three countries on one uh-huh. continent. So there you go. <laughs> But I'm just curious to know, um, how do you feel about that? You know, we've all settled in nicely, especially over the summer. The spring, summer, and fall has been wonderful. People were comfortable being together, um, especially if you were fully vaccinated, and out and about just having a great time, going into restaurants, didn't have to have a mask on, you know? Um, And Mm -hmm. now that could change. I mean, it could just flip overnight. What are you expecting? It could or, or it couldn't. I mean, we, we don't have, have have enough data on this currently to know, you know, what it is or what it isn't or if it's resistant to the vaccines or not, if it's easier to spread or not. We don't know. We don't have any data to support that uh, one narrative or the other. All we know is that it's of concern, as, as has been labeled thus far, um, and they're keeping an eye on it. And it could be like Delta or it could be like, what was it? There was one before that that, was not, that wasn't a big deal at all. Who knows? Um, so all we can do is what we've been doing. I'm going to get my booster probably on Wednesday or Thursday of this week and get a flu shot and wear a mask where I can and get on a plane and go home for Christmas and give lots of big hugs and live my life. <laughs> because until, you know, we have to do something differently, there's really nothing more we can do than follow the rules that are already in place. Um, but I mean, yes, of course, it's concerning. And I, I, I think of you know, this time 2019, where we were all like, everything's great and it's fine. And then a couple months later, of course, the world turned upside down. But I also just refuse to live in fear. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do what I can and keep on moving. Keep on moving. That is the mantra right there. Um, I have to say this, um, this new variant, it says here in Time magazine that after South Africa Revealed discovery of a worrying new variant. Belgian health officials reported the first case discovered in Europe. And already this weekend, I've been hearing on the news that I trust um, that it's already here in America, that it's probably, that's what they said, it's probably already here. Um, So it's like it's outside of your You can't do it. Nope, not yet. But that's what they they did about the Delta. They said the same thing. It's probably here in the United States. And it was. Right. I mean, as, as we found with, with, with the Alpha, you know, it was in Los Angeles and other parts of, of the U.S. well before we actually knew it was here in the U.S. So by the science of how these things work, yeah, it probably is here. But the question is, is it going to be of, you know, significant concern? It, will it be the, the new primary variant going around the U.S.? We don't know. We don't have the data. We don't have uh, enough information to you know, change our behavior in that way. Of course, they have blocked some flights from some areas as a precaution, yes, but I just refuse to take that as, as, as a red alert, you know, as a major alarm. I'm going to see where it goes, see what, they, what information is there, because even if they say, oh, this is really concerning, it's really bad, I can tell you what people aren't going to do. It's cancel Christmas. So, you know, it really is a matter of if it uh, continues to spread or not, how do we protect ourselves and our families? And it's just getting the vaccine, getting the booster if you can, wearing your mask, washing hands. It's all the things that most people are doing right now. But uh, people are not going to cancel Christmas just like they didn't cancel Thanksgiving. They're going to go out. They're going to have drinks. They're going to they're going to enjoy their lives and, and, and their loved ones because we couldn't before. Um, so I think this might be kind of you know, I won't call it step one in us learning to live with this, but 
it's kind of the next step, I'll say. In Americans, obviously, you know, our version of the pandemic is very different than other uh, poorer countries. But Americans kind of learning, well, how do we deal with new news and new variants? And what do we do? And how do we proceed in a way that allows us to still live the lives that we're used to and stay sane, but also, most importantly, stay healthy? Yeah, the important part is to stay healthy. And some of us don't know how to stay healthy anymore. You know, you can eat the right foods, you can exercise, you can do all the right things you're told to do in order to stay healthy. But with these type of variants, uh, with this pandemic, it's a whole nother ball game. So I don't know what's going to happen, but are you and Joy prepared um, if all of a sudden Los Angeles or the state of California, the governor says, you know what, time to go back inside again? You know, time to I quarantine, mean, time no. to wait. I mean, <laughs> right, we're not. And, no, but if it's necessary no to protect that. us, but if it's necessary. But, but again, if, if a lockdown hits, it's going to happen in probably the West Coast or East Coast first before it hits elsewhere in the country. And if it's coming, we'll start hearing about it before it actually happens. They usually start warning us, you know, the week of going, oh, you know, our numbers are going up. If the, if the numbers keep going this way, we're going to have to impose a lockdown. They don't just suddenly say, oh, we're in lockdown. It, it isn't that way at all. It's based off of, off of the cases here, the, 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 the beds open in hospitals, deaths in the, uh, in the state. That's how they make that choice. So are we prepared? I mean, we well, not now, but if that's where it starts to head, God forbid, then we will become prepared again. And as we have seen in each iteration of this, it'll be hard to find toilet paper. I really thought people were over that, <laughs> rushing to the grocery store to buy toilet paper. But each time there has been a new wave or, or a major variant or the even the whisper of a lockdown, which we don't have currently. But if we did, I can guarantee you toilet paper would just magically disappear. I don't know why, but people are still doing it. Well, here's what I know. And I used to tell family members and dear friends of mine about this. And I th- I'm sure I said it to you and your sister is that, you know what, if you don't have toilet paper, thank God for a towel. And if you got water, you're good. Get some soap, you know, do what you need That's to do. You, because you, gotta, you know what I've heard about? <laughs> I heard this on a news, uh, one of the local channels. They, they did a story on this. I guess the, uh, the sales of bidets are starting to really go up. <laughs> Dead serious. With, with, with the scarcity it. of toilet paper, people are starting to buy bidets. I wow. believe. I mean, it, it isn't. It isn't as scarce anymore now, but they're definitely. When Delta really hit, I mean, it happened again and again. We thought it would be a thing, but it came right back. So uh, I can expect that'll be the first thing people would purchase if this variant became an issue. But we keep saying if, but I really hope it never will. I hope it'll not become a major issue, and we will proceed with having a great holiday season. I agree with that. I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. Um, but I do hope that people will pay attention and really do what we're supposed to do collectively mm-hmm. to make sure that, that whatever this variant is, you know, that it can uh, be so small uh, and ineffective on us. And, and that's hard to say because so many have not been vaccinated. And, you know, Michael, I'm not quite sure. What does it mean when a person gets one vaccine? I mean, not one, but when, when a person gets one dose and when they should get two and they just stay on one dose and figure, well, I'm partially protected. So that should be enough. I mean, it's better, better than nothing. They have some protection as opposed to full protection. And even those, those of us that got both shots, if we got Pfizer or Moderna, of course, they're saying now we might have lower, uh, a, a, a lower level of protection 
after eight months than we did from the start. But even that is something they're still trying to figure out. Well, you know, what does the long-term protection look like versus uh, against rather the various variants? We don't know. But we do know people aren't going to cancel Christmas. <laughs> I think that is most people. I think we can count on that being uh, truth. They're just not going to do it. And, you know, God forbid if they are forced to do so, it won't be without consternation and some screaming because uh, we've the whole world we've been through a lot. And so people are just, again, I say this living in an area where people follow all the rules a lot. So when we are made to go backwards because of someone else, people get really angry here because we've done such a good job of of sticking to the rules. But in other parts of the country, as you know, uh, people have cared less about their own safety for a long time. So, you know, a variant coming up won't change their behavior a lot because they haven't been behaving appropriately for quite some time. But so here though, it gets a reaction because we've been trying and worked really hard to avoid this, but I'm hoping this will not be an issue. It won't be the new Delta. It it won't become the dominant strain. It'll just, you know, the vaccines will protect us against it. Uh, And those that need the booster get it are those that have access to it. Like here in California, anyone can get the booster now. Um, So I'm going to get mine and, I'm going to I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to stay optimistic about this. Also, Cirque du Soleil had a Black Friday deal half off for Ka to I think 25% off for O. Oh, you know, wow. all my favorite Cirque du Soleil shows in Las Vegas right. that have been closed the whole time. And you know, we just bought tickets. It's it's months out, but we just picked a weekend and said we're going. <laughs> so I really So you going to Vegas to see the shows? Uh, yeah, we bought our tickets for several months from now because they were so much cheaper. So I, I need this variant to not be a thing so we can go to Vegas and finally see our shows. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Michael, the way, oh my gosh. You, but you've seen Ka. You have seen uh, yeah, Ka. But, but we love Cirque du Soleil. I think, the, I think you know I've seen, what, 17, 18 Cirque shows in my life? You even went backstage. I remember. Um, um, Joy gifted that to you one year, and you know it's very moving as a performer, Michael, as a magician, a performer. Um, you you knew how difficult some of these um, things were for Cirque du Soleil, and it was just remarkable to see it. I'll never forget the very first show I saw of Cirque du Soleil. I was with your father in Vegas, and we went to go see a Mystere. Mm-hmm. They look like little aliens crawling all on the ceilings and the walls and that sort of thing. It so, was really so, freaky to me. And I kept asking myself, why? Why did I pick this one? Would you say that Mystere is one of your favorite ones, Michael? It is. I mean, Mystere was the first permanent Cirque du Soleil show in Las Vegas. So it, right. there's definitely this deep nostalgia around it because it's their first attempt. I shouldn't call it an attempt. It's very successful. It's still running all these years later. But it was their first time building... Uh, an in-theater built-in experience for Cirque as opposed to being in a tent. But then seeing the progression of technology from Mystere through the rest of the shows, especially O and Ka, which are the pinnacle of theater tech, still, I mean, I think O first came out in the 90s, and it still blows me away every time seeing the technology on stage. And Ka, uh, even more so, that came out, I think, in the early 2000s, is still one of the most, uh, in terms of technology, impressive shows in Las Vegas. So we have to go to break, but I did want to say before heading the break, it's you know your show is special when you can set a Black Friday special discount on it like a TV at Best Buy. That's that's some kind of special if you if you can do that for your show. I have a huge fan base. 
They really, really do. I mean, you've seen, you've seen, okay, we got to take a break. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Mom and Michael Hour, our final hour for Steel Talking on Sunday nights. We are so grateful that you are sticking and staying with us. Of course, uh, the voices that you hear is my son, Michael Battle, all the way from Los Angeles, as well as Jonathan Lowe. You will hear his voice as well. Um, it's really quite remarkable what is going on in our nation, in our neighborhoods, in our communities. But I have to tell you, Thanksgiving was... Um, a beautiful respite from all of the anger. I didn't listen to any stories that would make me um, furious or um, I would just want to cry about it. It just was a beautiful weekend in the neighborhood. So I hope it was like that for you too, Michael. Um, did you talk to any of your neighbors? Did you get to know it? Did you bake a pie for somebody? <laughs> I did not bake a pie for anyone. I did bring a pie to Thanksgiving, but I will say, you know, Los Angeles is notorious for neighbors not speaking to each other. Out in the burbs, like way out, like an hour outside of L.A. So yes, sometimes that's more the case. But here, if you're in an apartment or, or, or in any of the more dense areas of Los Angeles, people just don't really say hello and speak to each other. And, you know, I'm from Minnesota and I was raised by you. So I talked to everybody. <laughs> so... Uh, I, I'm very used to saying hello to my neighbors and trying to learn their names and learning their dogs. And they always just look at me like I'm insane. Like, I don't say no, hello. No, no, no. What about the guy with the rainbow coat up above? Come on. Yeah, he still thinks I'm a little crazy. He says hi, and his dog loves me. His dog will come, come up and say hello and whatnot. But I just, I wave because I'm like, I, I see you all. We all live in this building. The building's not that big, mind you. So we're going to see each other a lot, and right. especially during the lockdown we were all stuck inside together so i say hello and whatnot and sometimes people just give me this very fake like oh hi yeah okay mm. and like goodbye and they slip away because they think it's weird that i'm talking to them so uh so no i didn't uh share any thanksgiving glad tidings except for those that i was with but it was a wonderful time all right, Michael, we're going to have to take a break and do some weather coming up here next. You're going to be shocked to hear it, so stay tuned. We'll be back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back, everyone. It is now 1036 here at WCCO as we wrap up this last half hour of the show tonight. It has been such a pleasure. My son, Michael Battle from Los Angeles, always has some great stories to share with me. And, Michael, do you have one you want to share tonight about Black Friday? Oh, right, because last time we spoke, I said I was going to go out there and do the whole Black Friday thing. And I'll tell you, I did that. I went to the Cabazon Outlets, which is about... <laughs> Two hours outside of Los Angeles. It's actually, it's about uh, 15 miles outside of Palm Springs. That's how far the outlets are from Los Angeles. But, you know, it's, it's the, the Cavazon premium outlet. So if you want to go out there, they have outlets for Gucci, Prada, all the highest brands. You can get some really amazing stuff. And it was packed. I mean, wall to wall. People, they were everywhere. We made the mistake of not packing snacks in the car, so we got there and were already hangry. 
Right. And by the time we got a parking spot, we went straight to get a piece of pizza, but there was a line for that. So, you know, <laughs> there were a lot of hangry people in line. Um, but really, the, the, the lines for the stores I wanted to go to actually ended up not being that bad. I found some great things and great deals. And I will say, though, the last time I was there, we, we, we waited in line to go to, to, to the Gucci outlet, right? This was, I think, maybe three months ago. Um, no, this was Labor Day, I think. I, we went out there, and we were in line to go into Gucci for, just wait, three and a half hours. Oh, my gosh. And wait, the line this Black Friday for Gucci, I, we didn't stay, uh, wait in that line, but I heard from others who did that it was over six hours long. The line was down the block of the outlet just to go in there and buy some Gucci. And I wanted to walk by and go, do you need Gucci that bad? Are you sure you need the Gucci for six hours of wait time? But people did it. You know, when we got to the line was down the block. And when we left, there was still a line to get into that store to get Gucci on sale. So people were out wearing masks, but still having a good time with their family and kids and friends and shopping and just enjoying themselves. I spoke to random people. They said hello and spoke to me. We talked about things in line. It was a good time overall. And, uh, you know, it was a little chilly because it's out there closer to Palm Springs. So you're really in the desert out there. So we got to bust out the hats and scarves and coats and jackets, you know. So it was it felt very festive and I really enjoyed it. You know, one day you're going to come home from California and visit me and you're going to arrive in some Levi jeans. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> That'll be the You day. know, I don't. Yeah, I'm telling you, listen to me. Although, although, let's see. Because you're not going to want to travel. You're not going to want to travel and all of that other stuff. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's be clear, because if I recall correctly, you bought me a pair of Levi jeans, I think in San Francisco, that were $200. No, no, I did not. <laughs> I no. think you did. No, I didn't. Because I remember I had a pair of Levi premiums in like 2003, two high school-ish time, and they were very expensive, and I wore them. I wore them for like four or five years. So I still had them when I moved here. Couldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go ahead and rest that evidence over there, Your Honor. And uh, we want to re- review that. You let me know. Exhibit A is there for the review of everyone. See, your generation knows nothing, nothing about Dickies. You know, like the Dickie jeans used to stand mm-hmm. up on their own in the corner. You know. No, you just lean you, them up against the wall, that? and they just stay there. You, you say that. I don't mm-hmm. believe it still, but you do say that. And I've never owned a pair. <laughs> All that talk, <laughs> and you've never owned it? Oh, but you know what? You did mention the jeans that would stand up in the corner on their own one year, and I didn't believe you then, and I don't believe you now. But I think you opened the phone line. And a man called in and actually agreed with you. He was the only one, yeah. let's be clear. But he okay. he actually agreed and he himself One is all it takes, honey. <laughs> he's seen the magical genes that stand up on their own in the They're corner. Not magical. Which, by the way, no, no, no. This is what farmers wore, man. This is this is the real deal. You could not you know it's kinda like those spats that children like girls had to wear, those white shoes with black or blue around the top. Anyway, they were horrible. You couldn't burn them. You couldn't burn them. You could put them in the old oven and bake them. You might chew on it for a minute, but you can't destroy them. And so Dickies were the same way. They were so strong. 
that they could step but in the commercial it would always say you know they can just stand in the corner just you know those sound very uncomfortable yeah i can imagine yeah i'm gonna stick with my ag jeans and rag and bone with their stretch and nice fit and comfort because that sounds like a better option for jeans oh my gosh it just sounds so empty to me you know like your sister I can go out and buy your sister fancy clothes. She'll never wear them. You know this because you've yeah. bought her fancy clothes. She doesn't wear them. But yes, she will put on a pair of Target comfy socks, and that child is in her happy place. Now, wait a you minute. You know those furry, those furry yeah. socks, you know? Yeah. I will put on a pair of, tar- of Target comfy socks and be in my happy place. I still have a pair of house socks, like really thick, warm house socks that you gave me in Minnesota. And literally they have holes throughout the sock because my mom isn't here to sew them back up for me, but I still have them when it gets cold because I have yet to purchase a new pair of warm house socks. So I'm, I'm here for that. In fact, I need to go to Target and buy a new pair because that sounds great. New pair of warm socks, find a fireplace because I don't have one at home and a warm cup of something delicious. That sounds like a great night in LA. Oh, let me tell you something. When it comes to a great night here in the Twin Cities, when it's cold outside, a beautiful cup of tea with a whole lot of ginger in it, and you just sit back with some some beautiful honey that you just found at Marshalls or TJ Maxx because they have those brands you don't see in the stores. And, oh, I just feel like I'm just drinking something decadent. And then if there's brandy in it, well, I don't know nothing about brandy. So let's just say if there's... If there's, uh, well, we'll just leave it with, you know, tea and honey. Anyway, it would just be lovely, wouldn't it? Sounds like you've had one already. Well, no. <laughs> Did you catch that? Did you catch that, Jonathan? Did you hear him, man? Oh, the internet, but it sure see, is good. See, just the so- problem is you brought up brandy. And then you said, I don't know nothing about Brandy, which leads us to believe that you know a little something, something about Brandy. I, yeah. no, I really don't. I don't know what the best Brandy is or any of that kind of stuff. I do know that if I'm having, um, uh, if I'm getting a cold, I will make a hot toddy in a heartbeat. And it really does that, works. Does that include Brandy? Yeah. Then you know a little something. something <laughs> no, but when I go to the well, no, no, when I go to the liquor store, I ask for the cheapest. You know, behind the cashier is those little bottles. You know you that know, you buy, is, and I buy those little bottles. Thing. I don't so, buy so the. This is the, this is the mini. You, you go to the mini bar, basically. No, what are you talking about? The mini bar oh, section oh, of the of the liquor hold store. On, hold on, hold on, hold oh, on. This okay. is such a mom moment. She went from I don't know anything about brandy to okay, I know some things about brandy, but it's only medicinal. It's medicinal in the small bottles. And it's clearly just, you know, I don't know why moms do this in the presence of their children. Because we all know they're adults. People like to go out and have themselves a drink sometimes for, for the holidays. And even if they're sober, there's all sorts of wonderful mocktails that are warm for the season. But their kids show up and suddenly they, they don't know nothing. I, I don't know anything about brandy. Bourbon. Michael, seriously. Well, brandy, I really don't know much about. <laughs> <laughs> there was a pause. So, you can keep pause telling yourself this. You can keep trying man. to make this and, make and this it, into a thing, Gerald, but it's not a thing. It's not a again, thing. I, wait, wait, and again, just like I referenced the very expensive premium Levi's that she bought me, last time I was in the Twin Cities, 
my mom didn't just give me bourbon. She bought me one of the rarest, most expensive, glorious, not most expensive, but a really nice high-end bourbon that no one in Los Angeles has. And she found there in the Twin Cities. And she knew what it was because she loves hearing about the really nice bourbon that I like to sip on. And she got me two bottles of it in a wooden box. And I brought Merry it. Christmas. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Thank you. But yeah. I'm just saying she clearly knows something about some bourbon. I know what you like. I can't. Let me tell you something. I need my eyebrows. <laughs> it's not you know? No, no, no. Let me tell you something. Some of this stuff like Cavassier, you know, it gets, it gets close. You know how your nose kind of goes into the beautiful glass that they use and all of a sudden everything's mm-hmm. lit on fire. And if you got a wig on, you can't afford that. <laughs> you can't afford to have everything lit you up. Can, you cannot. Yeah. Basically, she's yeah. saying that she can't afford to get the, the alcohol because she thinks that the glue that she uses to put the wig on will melt. Did you say glue? Ooh, Did I'm he say glue? And watch this one happen. He said glue. Go ahead. Oh, sucky, sucky now. <laughs> he said glue. That's a perfect example of using sucky, sucky now because you remember that was used by one Miss Regine Taylor, Miss Regine Hunter on the show Living Single. Love that show. Oh, yes. And she used to tear off her wig. Oh, man. Queen Latifah, man. Queen Latifah, Michael, you remember when you were in her commercial and she just fell in love with you. Yeah, for sure. She was so wonderful. She's just beautiful. And, um, you know, that show Living Single has, has a life. And I don't know if they make money off of it or if the contract I'm is sure long over, but somebody is making money. It's still I mean, a syndication. Right. It's still on TV. That means that they're still getting paid. I still get paid for Imagination Movers on, on Disney Channel and Disney Plus. I mean, those checks are three cents. They cost more <laughs> to mail than they are worth. But the point is, SAG After does a very good job of tracking residuals across those shows. So if it's on, if it's still uh, playing somewhere, if it's playing on a streaming service, if it's on EST or VOD, which is electronic sell through or video on demand, i.e., um, iTunes or other services like that, yes, someone is being paid. Maybe not much, but they're being paid. All right, Michael, we got to take a break and we'll come back and wrap this all up. You are listening to the Mom and Michael Hour right here on WCCO. It is now 10.52 here at WCCO. Welcome back. You are listening to us wrap up this hour of the Mom and Michael Hour. It's been such a pleasure being on with you tonight. And thank you so much for sticking and staying with us. Michael, I do want to end this show tonight with the whole big issue about Disney and how much they are investing right now on what? Yes, and I wouldn't call it so much an issue as a good thing because I mean that's how these big streaming services grow. They invest huge amounts of money into their services. So, so fiscal year 2021 for Disney, which runs in a slightly different fiscal year than most companies here in the U.S., it's like a month earlier. Um, so, fiscal year 2021, they spent 25 billion dollars on content, which you can see it on all their new shows, season two of The Mandalorian, etc. You can see how crisp and clean and amazing and how big these shows look because the money was most definitely spent on uh, on them to make them great. And uh, investors last year said, hey, invest more because you have to compete with Netflix and Amazon Prime and Peacock and HBO Max. And we really need Disney to lean in this even more and put more money into content because as we have learned time and time again over the past few years in these streaming wars, content is king. So now in 2022, 
uh, Disney is projected to spend $33 billion, billion with a B as in boy, $33 billion on content, which is $8 million more than what they spent last year. And yes, some of that is going to be on on, on licensing for sports and other programming as reported in Variety. Um, But a lot of that is just going to be all the new shows we've heard announced, the new Star Wars shows, all the new uh, live action, big content coming to to Disney+. And the whole point is they want you to sign up for their service and stay subscribed because that keeps their uh, consistent revenue going up, the stock price is going up, and it keeps them in the running to, you know, be the biggest competition against Netflix and Amazon Prime. Uh, But lastly, don't count them out because, of course, Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, those are obviously big tech companies spending billions of dollars of their own money on their content. So the streaming wars will continue and we'll see who wins in the end. You know, it's really amazing that kind of money is being spent on this. And obviously it is paying off. And I know you're a big Disney guy. Um, You still are not into cable. You've been disconnected for a very long time. And so you're able to get all of these streaming services and you find it much easier. But how do you get your news? So I have a, a, a streaming app, if you will, through my my internet provider that gives that allows me to watch basic channels. So like uh, even this evening, that th- there was a wonderful world of Walt Disney World Christmas magic spectacular, not magic, but Christmas performances that was on tonight. And I was able to watch it on ABC because I have those basic channels with my internet uh, TV program. So news shows like that, I can tune in and watch those. But that usually is the only reason why I actually turn on um, what would be a normal cable station or, or, or regular um, um, TV station. Uh, but I, yeah, I have Amazon Prime. I have Disney Plus. I have Netflix. I have HBO Max. I don't have Peacock yet. I haven't really felt the need to do that. But uh, obviously, people are talking about Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus. So I have reason to go to these other streaming services, but just haven't done so yet. So I think it's going to be several more years before we really see uh, how all this uh, war between all, all the streamers shakes out and who's going to win. And if it really will, will, will uh, boil down to three big ones or if we're going to have even more in the future. Well, Michael, I tell you, I just love hearing you talk about what you love, and uh, that is definitely one of them. And it has been a pleasure being on with you tonight. Um, as we keep moving forward, I just want to make sure you get that earthquake backpack. If not, honey, I'm going to send you three of them for Christmas. I declare. I declare. I will, I, I will make it, and there will be some very nice Levi jeans inside of it, right? <laughs> standing in a, a corner somewhere. Standing in a corner. corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. Jonathan, thank you for everything. I really appreciate it. And, Michael, it is always a pleasure being on with you on a Sunday night. Tell Joy I say, hey, I love him. I love you, too. Good night, everyone. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 